Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is designed especially for our podcast listeners, and it's focused on getting us into God's Word for about 12 minutes each day. And if we think our, we, we don't have enough time to really read the Bible much on a lot of days, at least as we're driving to work or driving home from work or maybe taking a break at work or maybe during lunchtime at work or maybe doing some chores around the house. We can pull up this podcast and we can take about 12 minutes and in that way get into God's Word, think about our spiritual lives, and stay connected with our Heavenly Father. And, and in fact, this will help us have a better mindset and outlook on the day for whatever the day may throw at us. Now, you know people in your life. They may be family members. They may be work associates, friends, neighbors. You know people who need to change their thinking and need to turn their lives around. You may help them do that for eternal good simply by starting to share these short studies with them. You may help them start to get their focus on their spiritual needs and also upon their relationship with God. So share these short studies with your friends, your family members, your work associates, your neighbors, literally anybody and everybody. You can do that through Facebook friends, through text messages, maybe some other technological means that you have access to. But you, through that influence, as you share these short studies, you may help somebody literally get to heaven. So share on purpose and with a purpose. We're going to continue asking this question, has man outgrown the Bible? Do you think our society, our culture, our nation, the world, do you think humanity in general, humankind has outgrown the need for the Bible or become too smart to believe those teachings any longer? Well, again, from our physical or our human mindset and way of thinking, a lot of times we think, oh, that's, that's old stuff, you know. <laughs> Had somebody tell me one time about some particular situation, that's so 1990s. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd ever heard that expression before, but I understood what they were talking about. Well, we think that way, don't we? Today is yesterday's tomorrow, but it's also tomorrow's yesterday. And so this morning's breakthrough, well, tomorrow that may be set aside by something that we've learned we think is even better, more sophisticated. This year's what is popular will be replaced next year by the latest and greatest of that day. And the up-to-date today is pretty soon out of date tomorrow. People carry that same kind of line of thinking when it comes to the Bible a lot of times. And when it comes to belief in God and Christ Jesus, the risen Savior, Oh, we just don't believe those things anymore. We're way beyond that. That's old stuff. A lot of that's just a lot of stories anyway. Mythology even, some would say. No, it's the truth from God, from the throne room of heaven. And truth, real truth, basic truth, does not change. Fads come and fads go. Popularity in thinking and in action, that comes and that changes from year to year to year and even generation to generation. But real truth does not change. It is always truth, whether anybody believes it or not, whether anybody likes it or not, whether anybody lives by it or not. 
When somebody thinks they're too smart to believe in the Bible any longer, or in some cases they think they're too smart and too sophisticated and too intellectual to believe in God, well, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. The psalmist in Psalm 14 and verse 1, he dealt with that fallacy of man's thinking long before anybody today was ever born, thousands of years ago. Has man not grown the Bible? Well, we've said, not unless he has found another food for the soul. Faith? Well, we need faith, don't we? Where does faith come from? Hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And faith gives us that, that nurturing and, and nutrition-based spiritual sustenance that we need to grow in our faith. God's word does that. That's the basis and the source of it. Does, has man outgrown the Bible? Not unless he's found another cure for man's most serious disease. And when you think about disease from a physical perspective, a medical point of view, oh, you've got God's word laid out dealing how to deal with diseases going all the way back again to the nation of Israel in the wilderness. Leviticus chapter Leviticus chapter 12 in verses 1 through 4 talks about circumcising the male child on the eighth day. We didn't know for thousands of years that that is the optimum day, the best day, the most beneficial day or easiest from a medical perspective to perform a circumcision in a male child. The best day out of his whole life. We also talked about how in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verses 10 through 14, it talks about how to deal with disease within the camp. And we're talking about the nation of Israel and the wilderness. You're talking about a million or more people traveling from place to place, establishing camps. And so talks about isolating a person who is taken with a disease putting that person outside the camp for a period of time to see how things go with that disease. Talks about how to live in, in kind of a purification kind of situation where the refuse of the, of, of the people that's taken care of by removing them or having a, an, an area where they can take care of their bodily functions away from the main gatherings of the camp and away from where food is being prepared. All of that and a whole lot more, was already in God's word, indicating that God's word was already laying out truths that people, well, they obeyed, but we did not come to understand in our supposed sophisticated developing learning ability for thousands of years later as to why God had those measures laid out for us in scripture. Sin, though, is the greatest spiritual disease that man faces. And the Bible tells us how to deal with sin, how to be healed of the guilt and condemnation of sin. When the Israelites or when the Jews asked on Pentecost, having been convicted of the sin of rejecting their savior, and they asked, what shall we do? Peter said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins so your sins can be forgiven. The, Saul of Tarsus, later to become the Apostle Paul, having been a terrible persecutor of the Lord and Savior and also of the church, of Christians, Ananias, 
asked him, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins. You get the idea of cleansing there, don't you? Now, sin is what is the most condemning and the most debilitating of any reality that we face and experience as humankind. We need to be forgiven of our sins. God's word guides us to that forgiveness, to that spiritual cleansing and healing. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, Paul wrote, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, to everyone who believes. Well, since the eternal God is the one who determines what sin is, then sin does not change from culture to culture or from generation to generation. Men may change what they consider to be sinful or what they call sin, Isaiah 5 and verse 20, but they cannot alter the reality of sin. We think today some things that we recognized obviously and openly as being immoral just a few generations ago, we think it's okay today. It's normal, but it's not. It's still sin. Sin is still transgressing God's law, as John wrote in 1 John 3 and verse 5. It's violating a person's conscience, Romans chapter 14 and verse 23. It's not doing what we know that we should do when we know what is right, but we don't do that. James 4 and verse 17, James says that's sin. All unrighteousness is sinful, 1 John 5 and verse 17. Now, we all have committed sin because in and of ourselves, there is none righteous. No, not one. Romans chapter 3. And all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Verse 23 in Romans chapter 3. The wages of sin is death. Romans 6 and verse 23. So again, how do we get rid of the sin, the guilt, the condemnation? God's word tells us through the gospel of Jesus Christ, being baptized into him. Now, has man outgrown the Bible? Do we not need it any longer? Not unless we have found another map to heaven. Jesus said in John 8 and verse 32, he said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. In John chapter 14 and verse 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Oh, do we not need the Bible anymore? Have we outgrown it? We need the map to heaven. Because only heaven holds eternal life for us. And the ultimate deliverance that all of us long for, even if we don't really realize what it is we're longing to be delivered through, that's the ultimate deliverance eternal life with God in heaven. And the Bible is the only roadmap to heaven. This world is not all there is. It's but a prelude to the main performance, the forward to the great book, the entrance to the grand hall. It's the gestation period to an endless life with God in Christ in heaven. Jesus used another figure. It is a short trip to an everlasting home. 
He plainly mapped out the road that leads to life. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 14. It is the narrow path of truth. And he stated the conditions by which man can reach salvation. We must believe in him with all of our heart. Mark 16 and verse 16. But also believing we must obey him. We must be baptized into him for salvation. Mark 16 verses 15 and 16. We must change our sinful practices in life. And that's called repentance. Luke chapter 13 and verses 3 through 5. And we must confess our faith in Christ openly as God's Son and our Lord and Savior. Romans 10 verses 9 and 10. And as we surrender to him in baptism, that will be the point at which we will contact the cleansing power of the blood he shed on the cross and be forgiven of our sins. Acts 2 and verse 38. And Romans chapter 6 and verse 4. And also Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. God's word. No, we haven't outgrown it. We still need the Bible as desperately as any human that has ever existed because it is the word of God. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Help us, Father, to cherish it, to revere it, to read it faithfully, dedicated, consistently, and to make the applications to our lives that you would have us to. Please guide us in this and help us to live by your will. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.